Asalaamu As Alaikum sisters, it's Shahida here and today we have the lovely sister Pia back with us all the way from Sydney, Australia and she's a relationship mentor reset and um, yeah, let's welcome her in. So Asalaamu As Alaikum Pia. Wa Alaikum As Shahida, thank you very much for having me again. We're going to have a lot of fun like we did the last time. Definitely, I'm so excited. It's a storm and I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I'm this. That is me indeed. I'm Pierre Antico, and I am a Italian, Australian, Irish convert. How, how wonderful mix and uh, Australian born. And yes, indeed, I'm. I am a relationships reset mentor, and I am the founder of Essential Awakening Mentoring. I said that completely wrong, didn't I? That's <laughs> I'm okay, so glad. That I'm is so, so absolutely okay. I'm actually. <laughs> I'm only just getting used to say because I'm totally and utterly. Um, I rebranded. You guys yeah. may have all known me from a different branding, um, a, a sort of over the last few years. And this this year, I rebranded with my certification in the Inside Out paradigm, and that sent me on a wonderful journey to be where I am today, talking about what I'm talking about. Yeah, and you know, so, I absolutely love what you do, and you know, you literally help a lot of women, and and we need it. We so need. I mean, this subject is just so important. And one of the areas, P, I wanted to cover with you today was on communication because communication is huge. It's so big absolutely <laughs> it's so big and it can make and break a relationship right um absolutely. and i think it's just such an important it's not just in relationships it's in every relationship not just romantic relationships absolutely. Husband. Absolutely. it's in every single relationships we have with our brothers our sisters our mothers our friends yeah. Our our colleagues our kids yes. yeah yep. and um i am focusing more today on um uh you know for our future husbands or because i know there's a lot of people in this group who are looking for to get married again and especially yeah. women who have been divorced already they yeah. don't want to make the same mistakes again or they want to make sure that they're doing everything they can that they're in the best position for their marriage and yep. um, and that's where I'm coming from today is to help those so to make sure that you know we are literally gonna nail communication um, and you know and be the best that we can be in the way that we communicate. So I'm gonna pass it over to you. What's your opinion? Hand it over to me. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. So um, context of where I'm coming from, girls. Mm. All right. So. Uh, I, I am certified and I, basically I've had multiple degrees in, in psychology and was trained and practicing counsellor. But in the last, year, uh, gosh, I guess two years, I, I completed my certification in, in the Inside Out Paradigm. And if you guys want to look that up at some point, you've got the Inside Out Paradigm brought to us or beautifully articulated to us by uh, Sydney Banks in the he was, he was actually a Scottish welder with absolutely no qualification in any of this sort of human thinky stuff and he came across in his own relationships uh, the this understanding of what is just the truth of how everything works as far as our psyche so it's called a paradigm in much the same way that gravity is a paradigm uh, Newton didn't discover gravity he just articulated it and so 
Anyway, what the core understanding of how our psyche works, which is rather different to what we're told, um, is that uh, we are living in our we are living in the feelings of our thinking in that present moment. What does that mean? Okay, what that means is that uh, when, say for instance, your husband or ex-husband or future husband says something that you might, um, th th that might offend you in some way, uh, we generally would have gone and said something like, oh well, he made me angry. He made me upset. He made me happy or whatever. He, he made me feel something. And then because we believe that he made us feel something and that thing needs to be talked about because we think that we have to talk our problems out, uh, then, and, and we see that the cause in our head, we see the causes them out there or the situation, uh, we then get stuck going down a, a path of trying to uh, make that person understand your, you because you have this belief that if you're not understood, then things aren't okay. Um, you go down a path of wanting to change the situation or change the person because you believe that that's what's the problem. And that then leads to obviously a whole lot of defensiveness and judgmentalism and a great deal of distance. Because when we bring up a problem and we put that problem on the other person, naturally they get all defensive and crummy and you know you get into this little downward spiral of um discontent and hurt feelings and all the rest of it but see what's actually happening is when something happens and we have a feeling about it the feeling is coming from the thought that we're having in that moment and our thoughts pass and the feeling that arises, arises because of the thought, not the situation. Thoughts come and go, feelings come and go, like bubbles, they, they, they appear and they just disappear and pop on their own without you having to do anything. And so what the beautiful thing means with this uh, is that when we talk communication, particularly in terms of um, relationship uh, counselling and all the rest of it, often the idea is that, uh, oh, well, okay, there's a problem and we should talk about it. But the goal of communication in the end is one of wanting to feel um, closeness, wanting connection at the core of what we all as spirit beings want is to feel connected at a heart level, at a spirit level. And when we are talking in uh, problems, in ego, in thinking, you are actually taking yourself away from the goal of a spirit, heart, soul to soul connection. Does that make sense? That absolutely makes sense. And I love the way that you said it comes from the feeling um, the feeling comes from the thought and I never yes. thought about it I've never like that is like new information to me because it's true isn't it it's it, what it we is. think about whatever we make up in our heads yes 
is where the feeling comes from and it's not the situation it's not the situation and i th and for those uh, modalities psychology modalities and 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 that will be nlp and other narrative um modalities that acknowledge that there is a connection between thought and feeling the mistake that is made is but it is is a is a logic that goes well we need to if that's the link if that's the the issue um they're misunderstanding that um thought is something you can control thoughts arise they're part of consciousness they arise you you cannot control what thought pops in your head uh, and you can try there's a little exercise everyone can try they if i say think of a blue frog and 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 i'm going to give you 10 seconds to summon up the thought of a blue frog in your head and have no other thought for a whole 10 seconds and see if what happens see if any other thoughts arise see if you can hold on to that thought of a blue frog and thinking about thinking about a blue frog is a thought mm. as well <laughs> and you will find that you we we have about 15 thoughts a second wow. throughout a day it's about seventy thousand thoughts we do not have a consciousness necessarily of every single thought that would be an impossible day if we did a hundred of god is designed mm. in a manner it's the thoughts that we uh, pay attention to, then we put life into them. So thought itself is, is, is a mechanic. It comes, it goes. A feeling arises. You have the thought, the thought pops in your head, a feeling, an emotion, or, any, or an intuition. There is a sensation uh, that arises as a result of that thought. If you leave them both alone and you don't actually invest energy or attention or story and build meaning around it they just pass like the tide in and out in and out that's and it's interesting out. and it is only <laughs> when we attach story to it yeah that they build a life of their own but it's just story and your story in your head is your story and the other and the other person has their own story and it's simply not possible to fully understand another human being because we sim simply do not have the same story going on that we can try and explain it and that's okay and that's fine if you want to go down that road but it's unnecessary mm. to try and be understood or to understand another human being in an intellectual level in order to have soul to soul spirit to spirit closeness you don't need to understand them and you do not need to be understood to be okay that's interesting um because mm. how would that work then because it might right me personally yep. i always want to be understood i oh. want them to know where i'm coming from so are you saying that they don't need to know it's, I know, our, e our sense of self, that part of self that is built from our ego and our naps, that part which is connected to the story and mm. uh, the story in our head about ourselves and identity and that's our ego and 
that that part of self, yes, definitely um, places a great deal of importance on being understood. Mm. We can enter into a hell of a lot of conversations from that um, almost becomes argumentative and adversarial that you go into the conversation with someone with the goal that they will understand you at the end of this by love of God they're going to. Um, and I can tell you if you go into a conversation with that headspace and that energy, you're armoured up, they then get energetically armoured up, no one's listening to anybody and the sole goal of communication, the, the, the avenue of communication is to bring spirits together. Not egos to be understood, but spirits together. We are all spirit beings in flesh body. We are all connected to uh, God's created universe. We are energetic beings. And so, so yes, yeah, sorry, yes. So, so if we don't say if I don't need to be understood, and I don't need to understand them, how does how does the problem get solved, or how does the whole communication? How would we leave it? Now you're saying that because it's true. I do the same thing. Exactly what you're saying. Because there is no problem. There is but no problem. Okay. There is no problem. <laughs> okay. There is no problem that what we can, what we, when we mistakenly believe mm. and we get caught and see the thing is again, the beauty of God's amazing design of us and the universe and everything. Um, we, we slip in and out of the awareness of the process of thought. It's not what we're thinking that's important why we're thinking it is also not important. It's just the awareness that you have thought and that feeling arises because of that thought. And if you're in a low mood at that moment, the thought arising will likely be um, low in vibration and, the, uh, and then the feeling also uh, similar. And all that all that that feeling is doing is telling you about the quality of the thought. It's not telling you anything about the outside world, the other person, or even you, the core being, spirit being that you are. It's just telling you about the passing transitory thought that's going on at that moment. We've all had arguments with people. We know it. We have an, someone sends you an email. And you're in a bit of a low mood. Maybe you didn't get enough sleep. Maybe something else happened and, and you get this email and, it's, and you're reading that email and you're reading into it because you're low mood. You're reading something into that email that may or may not have been intended, but you're reading what you're reading into it. You're getting annoyed because of the thinking that you're having. And then you end up going to respond and we've all done that we all start mm. typing away and oh gosh we're, we're getting really caught up in that story in our head that we're developing oh they meant this and it means this and oh my god it's like complete disaster and we're about to, and we're just about to press go and that little voice that we actually thank god listen to occasionally um that little voice sort of goes no don't send it and you don't 
And so it's stuck in drafts. And a couple of days later, you might go back <laughs> and you might read it. And you're, and you've got, and you're a completely different head state. You're in a different mood. You're everything, what was bad and disastrous and the worst thing has suddenly just disappeared as being even, it's a non-issue. And you read that before deleting it. And you just look at the big story you were about to you send someone. Now, the thing is, the problem disappeared because it wasn't a problem to begin with, more than likely. Um, so that's where Miss, and it's just Miss, it's your crummy th mood at that time, reading something into it that wasn't there. And then if we kept, if you had responded and sent that, no doubt that person would then have their own thinking about the response that they got, and then they and, and you can see then how you just keep digging and digging into a, a pit of disconnection, discontent, uh, and and all all that really crummy feelings that and and emotion that disconnects us from the other person at a, at a spirit level because it's all it's all just your ego story. So when I say there's no problem, at the end of the day, there really isn't very, very, very little at the time is there a problem, like a really full-on problem. And, and, and where there might be something that needs to be handled, say, for instance, there might be some difficult um, behaviour happening in, 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 the, in the marriage, you know, or some situation that has come up that needs to be addressed, it doesn't make sense to approach what needs to be dealt with immediately in front of you from uh, any, any thinking that's negative and this is a problem and all the drama. It, it stops you from being able to listen to God's guidance that is not coming, it's never going to come at you from your head. Wisdom is not in your head. You can't think your way into wisdom. Wisdom is in your cold, it's in your heart, it's, it's spoken there to God. And you only access that when you're not in your head, having all these stories in your head. That is so interesting. Makes sense. <laughs> it does make sense. And it's so true. We do put stories to everything. We make up stories in our head. And it's so funny that I've never thought about this ever, like um, the fact that, maybe there isn't a problem it's all in our head most of the stuff and ego does get in a way a lot for a lot of us so how do we what i was going to ask you pia say if you're like having an argument with your husband or someone yes. okay, yeah. they, they say they said something hurtful to you yeah. or something or you know yeah. so in terms of communicating how can we better communicate that well, the thing is, when we understand that just as we fall into the trap of responding to the story in our head and mm. the story in our head is connected to the mood that we're having at that time, um, when we know that the other person is going through that too, because this is the truth for all human beings, mm. and what happens is um, you are able to catch what's going on when it's happening and you can go right that person is obviously that obviously they are they are acting in a way that's a bit crummy a bit mm. you know unpleasant a bit problematic um that is just simply a reflection of 
their state of thinking, what the, you know, the thoughts they're having, the story that's in their head and the feelings that are coming as a result of that story in their head. It's what's going on for them. Um, and when you know that, you don't take it personally. And in fact, you can open your heart to compassion and um, patience and forgiveness and actually um, energetically uh, hold them through that crummy moment because they're just having a crummy moment. It's a, and, and, and this actually, I, I, I have been in two abusive marriages. So please don't get me wrong, any beautiful sister out there who is potentially in um, a violent uh, and abusive marriage, I am not saying that there is nothing to handle or nothing uh, on, like if you, if you stub your toe on the table, it hurts. There is a physical reality out there and we are physical, we are spirit beings in physical bodies. Stuff happens. There's no doubt that stuff happens. But the suffering of that stuff happening, that is the story that we are telling ourselves. And the more story we tell ourselves about the stuff that's happening, the less we are able to handle and deal with it in the best possible manner in that moment. Um, by this, and, and we are not accessing the inner wisdom that God guides us through. So it's that that I'm talking about. You, you can see, even in, even in um, moments where they're being really difficult people, that it is, all they're doing is, is expressing their stuck thinking, their problem feelings based on that stuck thinking, and they are stuck in it and they can't see it. And they are suffering the delusion in that moment that, something outside of them is causing them to feel the way they're feeling. And we're all, all living beings want to feel okay. We, we move towards pleasure and we move away from pain. But if we are mistaken, making the mistake of believing that the outside world is causing pain and not our thinking, then we, we take the wrong steps towards removing the pain. Does that make sense? That does. Um, but how do we move? How do we progress from that? So say they said something that, like you said, yes. they, they said something yeah. that hurts us, right? Because words can be hurtful. They can. They um, can. And then where do we take it from there? Well, see... Words, yeah, words, are th words can be hurtful when we put meaning, when we attach importance on them. Mm. The story we have in our head is temporary and it is not uh, particularly important and it doesn't really tell us anything about anything. And nor does theirs. It just, it, it's just thought. And so you don't have to dig, uh, make the mistake of, analyzing what you're thinking and why you're thinking it and that's why a lot of relationship counseling and that doesn't actually work because what they're all it's uh, geared up to doing is having uh one or both uh individuals focused on uh identifying a problem analyzing mm. the problem where the problem came from and you just down that rabbit hole 
um, close, uh, closeness, a sense and experience of connection and uh, compassion and the vibrancy that is our spirit is only accessed when we're not stuck in our head and caught in the thoughts and analysing the thought and all the rest of it. If someone is acting crummy, it's simply a representation of where they're stuck at the moment. It has absolutely nothing to do with you. So you don't have to take it personally. And you can, in fact, choose to feel compassion for them and they're stuck thinking at that moment and actually uh, send some loving um, energy on them. You don't actually have to do it. I mean, basically, at the end of the day, there's nothing to do. You don't have to do anything. What you don't do is build meaning and story around it and then spend the next hour, two hours, three days, four years analysing why they said something crummy. That's what you don't do. <laughs> That's what we do. That is 100%. But that's what everyone does, but it's what, what we do. Both. Because we're like, why would, do you know what I mean? That like, oh, oh my gosh, it's just like, this is exactly what we do. We make up stories in our head. And, and unfortunately, it's exactly what we do. And it's been um, backed up by uh, pretty much most of, um, most of the psychology theory and methodology because of the misunderstanding uh, of where, um, it, where the, the human experience actually comes from. Uh, our experience is not coming from uh, as a direct result of the outside world. Our thoughts filter our Our thoughts are what paint our experience. And we don't have control over the thought that pops in our head. And it's unnecessary to analyse where it came from and why you have it and what it's saying. It's irrelevant because all that activity does is take you away from accessing your true self, your spirit self, your, uh, as Muslims, we go fitra, we go ru, we go kal, we go all that great stuff that connects us to God and the universe. We are all spirit beings. We all want to connect. Our spirits want to connect with other spirit beings. We want to connect with the universe. We want to connect with God. This is what is energetically is moving us through this world and it's just for God's greater wisdom he put us in flesh bodies that have brains and have this consciousness and awareness of thought and it's it's great he's given it to us because we are in a physical realm and we have to learn physical lessons but we're the spirit being in the body and we are wanting as the spirit beings we want connection and so we are we are bumping around in this world with the limits of thought and limits of language um, trying to connect and we think that connection comes through intellectual understanding and it's just simply not true okay so if something like this happens someone says something hurtful to you the best thing <laughs> to do is approach it with compassion first because what they're saying has got nothing you're saying the words they're using and so it's got nothing to do with you it's something that they're going through yep yep but then obviously we get hurt right by those words so do we address that bit now or do we leave it and address it another day that that those words hurt you because we don't want them to keep saying that all the time but see this is it yeah so like 
again, it's not about the words because the story is just the story. And you know what's really interesting that really happens? Yeah. If, if, something, if something unpleasant happens in a relationship, we think, okay, we think, we think that we need to articulate the problem, point out the problem, dissect the problem and make the problem known and put a fence around it. Yes. <laughs> we don't actually have to do that. See, the thing is we when we are having when we are having an insecure we're, we're stuck in some insecure thinking mm. and, and some insecure feeling and we lash out we say something it is all transitory mm. it's just passing and we and just as they're making a, that a, a sort of illusion and and suffering that illusion in that moment mm. we do too you send love on it and see when the other person uh, energetically their spirit feels that love yeah that spirit connects to that love that compassion mm. then their guard drops then they start experiencing more security and they then find that they just naturally don't keep uh, reaching for that when, and we do the same when someone responds to us and I'm sure we've all had it in our lives when we've mm. been falling to bits and having a moment and all the rest of it and we are responded to with love and compassion we feel more inclined towards that person that showed us that love and compassion when we were having a meltdown don't, don't we? We do. We, we do. Feel, we do. We do. Yeah. And now they don't need to then talk to us about the meltdown that we had and rehash it and all the rest of it. In fact, it's better that they don't. And we find that when we are secure in, in the knowledge that, we're, that the space is safe for us with the person, we experience less and less insecure thinking and problematic feelings and behavior that's difficult it just happens naturally we don't have to do anything there's nothing to do there's no problem i find that like all new information the way that you said it is no totally new. it yeah. is totally totally new it is totally yeah. different everything that is put out there all the relationship information out there there's a problem and i i've done more so, i mean as i said i've i i've got um, a, you know, a 20 year background in psychology and counseling. And uh, it took, it took a little bit for me to really like, uh, let go of uh, all, all that I'd, I'd learned that was mm -hmm. kind of cut before the horse, or totally irrelevant. Believe me, I, I probably the biggest issue that uh, that had me holding on to well, both my marriages, like after, like they're, they're, dead, they're dead and gone, they're good. I'm away from them, yet I'm carrying on the story and the pain and the suffering of those marriages in the story in my head. Um, and, and it was all to do with the, this, this false belief that I had to understand. And I had to understand them and I had to understand why and, and, and I couldn't close the door unless I understood. And the penny dropped. I don't, it's irrelevant. You see, well, I don't, I don't need to understand why someone is acting whatever way they're acting. All I need to know is they're doing that because they've got a thought, whatever that thought is, 
and they have a feeling coming from that thought and that is resulting in them reacting to their thought and feeling and they are displaying a particular behavior and it's not me i mean if i'm if i if i in my world and walking through this world doing my utter best that i can to be behaving in a way that is pleasing to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm. then 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 that that's all i can do i am not responsible for someone else's feeling mm. like their experience I, I i i didn't cause it so so long as i can look in myself and be honest with myself and go okay I haven't oppressed anyone. I haven't gone out of my way to be um, harmful. Mm -hmm. uh, I've done my best to, um, if I have inadvertently caused harm, I've, I've sought forgiveness mm -hmm. uh, and to fix the situation. That's all that God asks of us. And to be nice, you know, to do it to, and, and to go out about, you know, to be mindfully pleasant and nice and forgiving and and have compassion um because we're all bumping around this world in delusion and stumbling around in the dark in the best possible way that we can even even the crummiest person even the two ex-husbands that that abused me in every way possible really at the end of the day they are spirit beings who are not connected to their spirit and they are in they were suffering because of that I'm not condone, I'm not at yeah. all saying that the way they behaved was okay. Mm. Um, there's criminal behaviour and non-criminal. Mm. I mean, like we have laws and all that. We're not, but I can let go of it and go. That's all that was going on. They were not connected to their spirit. They were suffering because of that, and because of that suffering, they took it out on me in a way that was not appropriate. God says it's not appropriate. Oppression is not appropriate to, to dish out or to uh, accept. So we're not saying stay in that kind of marriage, not mm. at all. There's not. God's very clear. Do not, uh, do, do not oppress and do not accept oppression. So it's not, an argue, it's not a debate on whether to stay or go or be patient with uh, that. But what it does mean is if you can see clearly that their behaviour is out of bounds, mm. but it's due to them and their own experience and it's got nothing to do with you, then you can actually see some of that gaslighting very quickly when they might say, oh, you're the causing my behaviour. You can very disconnectedly, very sort of observer position go uh no no your feelings are your feelings due to your thinking and i didn't cause anything and so so long as i'm doing what i can as a human being to be uh, as decent a person as i can that's all that's asked of me that's your problem not mine and if you continue behaving that way well um i, I will send dua on you from afar and I don't then have to spend the next 20 years trying to figure out why you're doing what you're doing. You're not my problem to fix. And it's fabulous when you have that, when you just have this realisation and it's not an intellectual, we're talking intellectuals, we have language and this is mm. the way, this is, ah, but it's not an intellectual thing that I'm talking about here. It's experiential. And, and this is probably why the 20-odd years of, of 
being doing psychology and counseling and 20 odd years of being a Buddhist and nearly 10 years as a Muslim, none of these things really, the penny, it was, it was still intellectual. Life was still in my head. I think therefore I am kind of thing. Uh, and the inside out paradigm just flipped that switch. So it dropped it out of the head and into the heart. So now everything, now I realize everything um, from that heart space and that's where the wisdom comes from. Because that kind of changes everything, doesn't it? It It changes changes everything. It diffuses everything. Because if you then, every time something, even like, you know, if your child plays up and says something or so on, if you just take a moment and just think that, you know, what's going on, there must be something going on in their head for them to react that way and then because it because it's a natural reflex for us to react in the opposite way though isn't it it's an it is natural yeah that's our ego and see when we when when we are caught in our head and we are caught in, in 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 uh strongly identifying with the stories we tell of ourselves and the world around us then absolutely and if we are stumbling through the world if the misapprehension of where um our experience comes from mm. i.e presuming it's all outside uh and it's all to get us and stuff like that um yeah the, we're going to get into real problems and yeah with the kids kids are a, a, a grand one Kids are just, they're doing what they're doing. Now, I mean, how, how often have we made the mistake when we've been raising our kids of, of attaching a story mm. of their intentions, of their what appears to be misbehaviour? And we are actually not getting annoyed and angry at the mess in the room or the broken something. Uh, but we're actually getting angry at the story we're telling ourselves. Oh, they did that on purpose. Oh my! Or, or say, for instance, you're feeling irritated because they keep disturbing you. You're trying to get yeah. something done. Maybe you know. And uh, I know that a lot of people will be feeling that with COVID lockdown and everyone's at home and that. So when you're getting really irritated with your kid, you've gone look. You know, I'm trying to get some work done. I played with them. I did this. I did that. I put them in front of somewhere to do something. And all I want is this moment to get some work done. And they keep knocking on the door or coming in and asking you questions. And you just lose it for a moment. Well, see, the thing is, you're not actually losing it at the kid. It's not the kid that's making you lose it. Mm. What's making you lose it is the story that you've got in your head about you should be able to do whatever you want to do when you want to do it. Maybe it is important, but nonetheless, you've got these expectations of how it's meant to look and that's being frustrated. And then you have a story about that and feelings about that and you take, you then lose it at the kid. And it's not, it's just simply not, it's all illusion. If you actually took a deep breath, and connected at a heart level, not a head level, but a heart level, and made that connection, because all that's really happening in that moment is that person, that spirit being, wants to connect with your spirit being. And if you actually allow for the connection to happen, uh, you'll find that uh, everything balances, there's harmony, it's all fine. And you just get on with then what you're doing. 
but the problem that um, happens uh, when we're in the story in our head and we believe that it's the story in our head is the reality. And that puts up more barriers and more blockages and you'll find that you're not getting the stuff done you want to do anyway because you're too busy in your head. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. And I think it's just seeing it in a different light. And you're right, all our life we do it in one way and we think that's the right way. And now it's like seeing it in a different perspective. And it's just applying that now into real life. Like, and, and know what you were saying earlier, it just it was so me, like knowing you're saying that we we think about a problem, we ring fence it and we, you know, we want to make ourselves understood and get our point across. And it's all about, you're right, it's not about compassion or showing compassion. It's all about us trying to get, make sure that we're understood, right? Yeah. And it's all yeah. about us, us, us. And it's actually all we need to do is just pause and... and and connect and just show it's compassion. A hard, it's always a heart and you can feel it. You can feel, at least I can these days, it's quite marvellous. I, It's like I, I, there's my, my front body and I can, pardon me, I can feel there's either connection through uh, sort of, sort of all the energy at my forehead level mm. where all my things are happening and, I, and it's almost like I can see a, a, a shaft of, energy coming out of my head from my front of my head and that's the thinking mm. and then if I drop out of that and drop down to my heart then there's the connection there and it's this for me it's white it's a white pillow of white mm. love slightly pinky white and that's this loving energy and when I am caught in my head and when everything is head forward um it's it produces anxiety because the reality mm. is our ego thinking is rooted in fear. Mm. Our ego thinking is what separates our who from um, the spirit and the universe and God. It's the ego thinking. When we're caught in that ego thinking, we lose access in the present moment to our spirit being. So naturally, ego thinking has the quality of separation and it has the quality of fear and anxiety attached to it. And when we are caught in our head trying to uh, worry about the future, which is in God's hand, and God has promised that everything's going to be okay and he's not going to give us anything more than we can handle mm. from our heart, not from our thinking, our thinking is limited. Or we're, or we're ruminating on the past, which is dead, and all we're doing is bringing the past into our present thinking and having emotion around it uh, and, and putting, breathing more life into it. That's why all these therapies that are aimed at excavating the past and digging at the past and analysing the mm. past completely pointless. It's pointless. It's just rooting you further in the delusions. Mm. It's unnecessary. It really is. Because if the goal in relationship is to be connected at a spirit heart level, then you don't need to be in your head. I like that. The goal Being is in to your head is going to yeah. keep you away from that. The goal is to be connected. I love that. The goal is to be connected spirit to spirit. And so intellectually understanding someone, I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong, 
still like I still like a good movie. I still like a good story. I I I still find uh, enjoyment in having conversations with other people and listening to um, what their story is and mm. how, how they define themselves. The thing is, we're not the stories we tell of ourselves, though. Mm. We our true selves, a spirit. Yeah. We are formless. We are timeless. We are the energy of unconditional love. We are vibrant. We are just, it's that abundant, sparkly, all that stuff. That's what mm. we actually are and we're perfectly okay. The story we would tell of ourselves based on our ego thinking and bumping around in this physical world is not really us, but it can be an interesting story to tell. So long as you understand it's just a story and it's just a story and you can change the story at any time and you can let stuff go and it, it's not really who you are. It just really isn't. Mm. That's so, you know what, this is like so, there's just so much nuggets in this today. Like, oh, there's so much. Eye-opener and, 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 and eye for me, yeah. The beauty of what I'm doing is old me, old mm. me with all the, the 20 years of psychology and the theory and all that stuff, I would have been panicking all week and stuck in my head and try, uh, leading up to our lovely conversation and reading all this stuff mm. and having 16 pages of notes and trying to, I have done absolutely nothing in preparation. That's the best way. I don't do and any I'm, preparation. I'm <laughs> simply talking to you, not from my intellectual head, but I'm talking to you from my heart and all the wisdom that is available yeah. is coming and I am speaking truth and you can tell that I'm speaking the truth because it's not ego truth. I'm just yeah. imparting God's wisdom that is coming through me to you in the best way that I can kind of stumble about articulating the limits of words. But you can tell. I can, it's That's the easy. best way, Han. It really I is. Know. I know, and you can do, and so this is the joy of not being caught in your head anymore. Yeah, and we don't have to be perfect. That's the I other thing. Right? I, absolutely not. We don't I, have to be perfect, and I always tell all the guests that come on this podcast, I say, you know, I don't hear their story beforehand because I want to hear it first time oh. from their heart, um, yes. real, and feel the emotions and everything, and I always say, do you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to... There's, you know, don't, there is no prep to do because it's your story. It's your story. You know it. And perfection is, no one resonates with perfection. Let's just be honest. No, no one. Everyone loves a whole. I, I resonate more with imperfection than I do with perfection. Oh, and, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And imperfection is fun as well. Like, just go with it. If your mistakes happen, <laughs> let it be. It's okay. And Pia, I'm just like blown away by your theory because I've never seen it in this point of view. And it's it, so hundred percent, it, it makes sense. It makes sense of everything that I do as well. And I'm getting better. Now when you told me about the frog, I was imagining it in my head. Ooh, now yes. the old Shahida would have thought about a hundred millions of things and a frog. But and the new, yeah, but the new Shahida, like, you know, I had to really work on my thinking a lot in the last 18 months as well. And I yeah. could only... And when you told me the frog, I was imagining a frog, literally. It's the frog only. Because I worked on my mind so much that to let go of, not to think, to try and be present. And being present is so hard. Yeah, um, well, 
it takes it, practice. It's hard. If it's hard. It, it, well, here's, here's the thing. Yeah. But being present appears to be hard if you think that it comes from controlling what you're thinking. Ah, that's interesting. When you understand that being in the present moment is simply the default position of not being caught in the past Mm. and not being worrying about the future, the default is the present moment. You don't have to do anything. There's no controlling anything. You don't have to control thought. Um, you know, to, to be in the present moment. It's the releasing. It's it's all about surrender. Yeah. And, and that's kind of where it's at. And, and I mean, what's interesting is is that um, thoughts are happening. Like there's no stopping thought. Mm. Uh, thoughts are, are flowing. Uh, it's just simply part of the, ex- the, the experience of being alive. Thoughts are happening. They're coming in, they're going out, they're coming in, they're going out, and there's absolutely no stopping that from happening. Um, and that's okay because mm. that's like the tide, you know, waves in, waves out, wave, they're just, you're not controlling that and you don't have to control it. Um, and that's what's really great to know. So the sense of if, you, if, you, if you're still feeling like it's an effort to be in the present moment, you're intellectualising it and you haven't quite got it yet. Mm. We know when we're in the present moment, well, those, those fly moments, they're fly moments. You, you, could be, uh, you could be singing, you could be painting, you could be um, cooking something. Well, I mean, I, I, I know it's fly moments when I'm washing up. Um, you know, they're, they're those moments where you are just in the zone. Yeah. And you, and you didn't think your way into it or avoid thinking your way into it. You're just in it. Yeah. No, totally. And it's just, I mean, for me to get to that stage, I had to be like, I had to literally like be like, oh, you know, I kind of not allowed thoughts to, at the beginning, no, you're saying how you, it happens Mm. naturally. Now it happens naturally. But at the beginning, I had to be like, okay, I'm not going to let any bad things come. I'm not going to let, think about any bad things. I'm not going to let any negativity get into my head. And I had to do that at the beginning. Um, to kind of train my mind because it didn't happen naturally for me and now I'm in there naturally like it happens naturally but I don't happen I just I just want to like sort of just really be clear on this thought what you're thinking is not is irrelevant so the the way if you're sitting on say you're sitting on you know, you're sitting on the grass somewhere under a tree or what have you. Yeah. And allowing, you're just sitting, you're deep breathing and you're just being in that moment. The, the, it's not about stopping a type of thought. Mm. Um, so just I really wanted to be, that is a bit still a bit NLP talking about not having a negative thought and trying to, replace the negative thought with a positive thought mm. and positive affirmations and all the rest of it. Positive affirmations are actually irrelevant and they're not, um, they're not doing, they're not doing what they're claiming <clears throat> to be designed for and they're unnecessary. It's not about changing thought. You can't change thought and you don't need to change thought. You don't need any effort to train anything or do anything like that. It's just simply letting them pass. If the thought takes care of itself like a bubble, it arises, it, it passes. 
on me. Oh gosh, that's imperfect action there, cough. But are you um, okay? <laughs> I am okay, yes. Good. So that's very that is actually a very good point. We just need to just mm. let it pass. Just let you it just pass. You just let it pass. Yes, yes it's, it's all about training. So yeah, I look, 20 years as a Buddhist, uh, believe me, I used to sit there in my meditation mm. back all of the bibs and bobs, and I used to also wrestle with the thoughts in my head, and, mm. and oh gosh, I had that thought, no, I shouldn't have had this thought, oh, I got it, and, and mis misunderstanding this notion that I, I um, need to control or change or do, and this is, it, it's not true. It's not about doing, it's about being. Love that. Um, and just also just to clarify, in psychology, there are some psychology um, theories that maybe misuse the word mind. Mm. They use mind with a little m, and they think that mind is a byproduct of the brain and the brain mechanics. Mind is with a big M. Is is that it's the universal mind? It's that formlessness uh that energy that formlessness that is not anything to do with our actual brain um but for me i actually try uh to uh, uh move out of even that terminology and i just i just prefer to use the term heartfulness because yeah, in right. fact that's what we're looking for we are looking for our calm we're looking that's where i mean alice panodala talks to us about that he talks to us about our calm and experiencing and hearing and listening our heart hears mm. it's it's that it's it's our ruse in that it's that area it's that region it's heartfulness so we want to actually get out of our head and down into our heart area and mm. feel our way through the world from that energetic center not from our head no, that's amazing. so anything that has you sitting on a mat thinking that you have to train your brain or train your thoughts is still disconnecting you from actually leading from a heartful perspective from a heartful energy space Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Pierre, for Pleasure. It. It's literally like, um, it's really eye-opening for me. Mind, <laughs> I'm telling you, it really is. And I'm thinking, you know, a lot of sisters will probably understand this now. And maybe like we can, I feel like we can be better. We can be the better person um, yes. in and the it's relationship. Not about being better. It just, it's just simply, because seeing saying being better person is still kind of ego. Yeah. It's just being. Because we Just already being, are, yeah. better. We are better, yes. Are better. <laughs> and that lovely person who we're having an argument is also a spirit being and they're just not accessing it. At the they're moment. not accessing it, I like that. But it's just learning, isn't it? Learning how to, you know, this whole, everything is like, it's all new to me and I want to better myself and, the bet and I want to better the way I communicate and approaching it from a place of compassion, it makes such a difference. It, it um, really does. It, it, it really does. And just girls, it, it's, and, and for you, Chelsea, this is not an intellectual thing. So mm. you don't have to go away now from this and be thinking about it in your head. Yeah. Just let it be. Let it, 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 it this, the, the uh, you know, the wisdom, the heart wisdom that God has given through this chat today, it will 
percolate in you in and settle into your spirit being in its own manner it, you will have your own insights your own realizations they are knowing that is already in you and they will arise without you having to do anything think about anything it will just start to make uh, arise within you you may feel tired you shifts will may of your awareness and of self and others may happen in ways that you can't predict um and you may feel a bit tired and that's okay have a sleep have a rest because that's your brain actually rewiring with the new understanding that's amazing thank you so much pia pleasure. and sisters sis <laughs> yeah sisters i hope you um take a lot from this podcast as well and apply it to your life and um Pia, i feel like there's just so much that you have to tell like there's so much <laughs> and there's like not enough time we always go past an hour well the girls that want to join in on know more about how to have relationships in this I would yes say how can they I've get hold of a, you i yes. have got a i have what well, i'm in facebook yeah so i have my group relationships reset and yeah. I have a program coming up. It's launching uh, September 26th in July. The program is Relationships Reset Change of Heart. It will be a 10-module course that I will conduct live and then there'll be uh, a, every alternate week a 10, uh, 10 um, live Q&As. So, like, you'll do a module one week, I'll present it live and record it for future posterity and then the following week you'll come through and you'll do your live q a with me and ask questions about the course and you'll be able to have a private connection with me through um telegram or dm me or what have you and you'll be in a exclusive little uh facebook group as well where we will put all the information and that and so that's coming up and i'm really looking fabulous do that yes i'm so going to put the link um on the group I, yes, so. yes, I, I will do that i there isn't a sign up link yet i'm i'm now in yeah. that uh, phase of creating the sign up page and all the Brilliant. systems and stuff, but it will happen shortly so sisters i will put the link up on the post anyway so you can access all of yes. Pia's amazing things on there and contact Pia if you have any questions and thank you so much Pia and um, what time is it in Australia today right now it is right now seven uh, eight minutes past seven in the evening on evening. Wednesday the 26th of August oh it's 10 o'clock here in the morning have a lovely evening and inshallah we'll I will speak to you soon pleasure thank you so much Pia Allah Allah everyone Bye.